0: Three, two, one. 1. Hey, hey guys. guys! Welcome back to You Get, Get me. me. I'm Elif. And I'm Charlotte. And today we are coming at you from a new location and a new phase of life.
1: That's so true. Any, yeah, disclaimer, any noise you hear in the background is because we're currently in Elif's London accommodation. Yeah. Because I, we went to uni.
0: I live, we went to uni, Past <laughs> and um, no,
1: I live right next to the bins, so. Yeah. Where she belongs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That wasn't very kind. Yes, yeah, so we're <laughs> both... <laughs> We're both at uni, and we're having to deal with being a bit further apart than usual. Mm, but this is the first time we've met up to record since coming to uni. But yeah, it's actually not that difficult. It's not
0: bad at all. We're we're away in body, but
1: together in soul. If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the you subject, think I... we are. I think we are. I think it's as much as. No, actually, that's mean.
0: Say <gasps> that. no, go on,
1: go on, say it. As much as we're having the best time meeting all these new people, it is so nice to go back and see people 100%. from before and it's cuz it's just that bond. It's like you can't.
0: And also it's just easy. There's no like
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know who I am. I don't have to try and yeah. convince you otherwise. Yeah. And on the subject of that, today's podcast is about girls girls, being a girl's girl, female relationships, maybe What does be it a,
0: mean? What does it mean to be a girl's girl?
1: To me, being a girl's girl is um you don't have to define yourself as a woman, number one. But I think it means being a friend who prioritises your friends. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying to do that at the expense of yourself, but someone that looks out for their friends. And I think that's just a very implicitly like different in female relationships. Yeah. Which is why, because you know, that's not, that doesn't have to be attributed just to femininity, but in female relationships, it's got that really caring dimension, I guess. Yeah, it's super just... I don't want to say maternal, but, like, there's yeah. so much love. Yes, definitely.
0: There's, you're just, like, brimming. You're brimming with love. Yes. Um, when we asked our listeners on the Instagram, someone made a point about being a girl's girl is not about supporting every girl, but about protecting every girl. Yes. So that's a little bit different. It's not just about being
1: in your friendships and, like... Um, prioritizing those it's about prioritizing all women yes it's because womanhood is such a collective experience i think a girl's girl recognizes that and they you know play into it and their actions reflect that and the whole thing of i I don't support a woman but i will protect a woman Mm. i kind of get what that means like on the one hand you know I'm not going to go out of my way to be argumentative to other women. But on the other hand, it's that thing of your worst enemy. She's in the corner, but she's getting harassed by a guy you step in. Mm-hmm. Because you you know how that feels. And I think because it's so personally linked to your own experiences, um, that can define being a girl's girl to quite a large extent.
0: What are some other kind of like, I don't want to say like contemporary examples, but like, do you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are some actual real life examples of, you know, you turn around and be like, oh, she's a girl's girl. Yeah because it's all quite like yeah in theory in theory
1: oh definitely i think it's when you're in a group maybe if you're in a mixed gender group and some she's really looking out for you rather mm. than trying to impress the guys or she's saying things to uplift you or oh you would look amazing in this you should wear this oh. or like doesn't even have to be that stereotypically like feminine it could just be like um you accidentally do or you accidentally trip up a step and she'll like I don't know, tell you a funny story about when she fell over just so you don't feel embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's just that level of support. Someone that goes out of their way to make sure that people are comfortable. Right. And just girls. It has a different dimension in the context of female friendship, in my opinion.
0: Okay. And what are the things that make a girl
1: specifically not a girl's girl or anti-girl? I think it's when you recognise things that are implicit within femininity and yet you still choose to punch down or to say something that will make a girl look bad or choose not to support her or god forbid to leave her in a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. it's when you have the capacity to recognize why that's not a good thing to do or a kind thing to do and you do it anyway i mean i feel like this is a bit of a narrow definition so can i flip it on you what do you think i've missed
0: no i mean i think you've kind of encapsulated everything um for me like to be a girl's girl the thing is i actually take it quite it's quite a personal Oh, it's part
1: of my identity it's
0: like yeah like that's what it feels so personal as well to me like obviously i would never i would never go around and be like define myself i wouldn't as a definition of myself be like i'm a yeah. girl's girl um but if someone had u- used that as a way to define me i would take
1: that as the highest compliment yes definitely like, oh she's a girl's girl like
0: yes like please please like that's what i need you know what i mean
1: yeah i think that translates to she's a supportive friend right who goes out of her way to make sure people are comfortable like that's mm-hmm. what i take from it
0: or like she, i know that i can trust her yes to not um judge me to judge me, yet, I know that she's not going to also put me down when there are, like, people, are, when there are boys around, basically.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I think I just saw an Instagram reel, to be honest. And I don't know if this is, like, a bit of a people-pleasing tendency. Mm. But, like, I am very hyper-aware when I talk to people of how they might be feeling. And I really try and, like, I'm very aware of if someone's, like, not looking like they're engaged in the conversation or comfortable. Mm. And I will do everything in my power to, like, make sure they are like whether it's making a certain joke asking if they want to move like Mm -hmm. to me it is of it is of utmost importance to make sure anyone who's spending time in my company is is okay and i don't know if that's because i'm trying to people please right or project myself in a certain way but i do think there is a level of like it is just fundamentally important to me that people are comfortable
0: that i think is split into two reasons one because of who you are mm. as a person I think like it's not not from like a people pleasing perspective but just in like you're a good person and you care about how people feel mm. but also as women you are conditioned to be so hyper aware yes. of how you how other people feel rather than like how you feel in a situation, mm. am I comfortable in this situation am i am I happy? Do I like spending time with this person rather than does this person like me? Is this person happy? Are they uh-huh. comfortable? Why is everyone else's comfortability coming before your own? Why is that the first thought? The first thought should be am I happy in this situation? Yeah, and I think it is girls simply are more prone to that, and I think mm. this whole concept of a girl 's girl is we 're all just like. All on this hyper aware, like yeah. looking out for each other. Is no one is turning in on themselves and saying, "Am I happy here?"
1: That's really, really a great way to put it. I think sometimes I just I don't know if this makes sense, but I feel like an emotional hostess. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Perfect way to put it. I love that. That should be trademark. God, I love that. <laughs> God. But in the sense that, like, I am running around. I've got my little apron on. I'm catering to everyone's emotional needs. And you look good doing it. Yeah, Thanks, thanks. <laughs> but obviously at the expense of myself sometimes right. i think i think maybe i'm quite aware of myself but i can see how a lot of people wouldn't be mm-hmm. and i think don't fall into the like the trap of just because you're a girl's girl you have to put everyone above yourself all the time yeah like you can you can know you can say no you can know where to draw the line that that's fine someone said when
0: we asked on the podcast instagram what makes someone not a girl's girl um overt comparative competition and not being supportive I want to focus on the overt comparative competition that's a really articulate way of putting it yeah I think this is not something new obviously Mm. but like from a very young age we as children but specifically young girls have been conditioned to compare
1: and compete with each other how do you think you grow out of that I think you grow out of that, and I've said this kind of in other episodes previously, I think you grow out of the excessive need for comparison by developing a stronger sense of self. Yes. Because... And that's, that's really wishy-washy. Like, that's not actually very tangible or helpful advice. But it's like, if you figure out what matters to you, maybe that's the way to do it. What matters to you? What do you enjoy? What are your hobbies? Who are your closest friends? Why are they your closest friends? Mm-hmm. What do they reflect in you? Because you know like attracts like. Once you have that kind of figured out, and unfortunately, a lot of that does just come with age experience mm-hmm. environment, once you have that down, I think there's less need to compare, to fill that kind of void, or because you compare because you're looking for reassurance that you're enough, but once you realize you can get that reassurance from different, more sustainable sources, I just think everything's a lot more positive, and it's just a lot more free, like, even if, if you think about it quite literally, like, you're trying to fill up your reassurance tank with this, like, shitty, I don't know, subpar um comparison versus Mm -hmm. then you're filling up that tank with this pure loving genuine energy that is a genuine reflection of you and your morals and your choices and your friends Uh
0: like which one's more valuable which one do you want more yeah i think it's really interesting as well because within that comparison right i was again i was having this conversation with someone um and he was saying that like this is this is going to sound like a divergence but just trust me when (laughs) i say this it, it, it has it has a reason um he was saying that men's version of women slut shaming each other is simp shaming mm. and the reason I say that now what's is a because, simp what's a
1: simp define a simp
0: first of all what is a simp is what I was saying and he was giving me these examples like it's like you know when your little cousin is this is so specific when your little cousin he's um He's like buying presents for a girl that's not interested in him. You have got to call him a simp. And I was like, mm. interesting. Okay, weird that that's your definition of a simp. Other, you know, that's fine. One point. Let's put that in a basket. Second point. Then there's girls slut shaming other girls mm. because of, again, they uh, they're kind of like, he. So he he kind of defined it as men need to simp shame other men in order to kind of like build them up. Mm. Kind of like, um make them have a sense of character, make them realise so they can grow up. And women supposedly slut-shame other women for the same reason. Which I just didn't agree with because I think, where does slut-shaming come from? Yeah. Men, first of all. Whereas, (laughs) sim-shaming also comes from men, so it's not quite the same dynamic. It's not like women created slut-shaming. Yeah. And second of all, we, as in girls, slut-shame other girls as a form of self-preservation, I think. Yes, definitely. And I think when we're talking about girls-girls, girls-girls, are non-slut shamers and it's such uh under like it's so backhanded it's so under the radar the way that girls slut shame other girls oh yeah that i think we don't quite pick up on it when we're saying like oh she's a girl's girl it's like she's not actually a girl's girl because really deep down she's slut shaming you as well
1: like what's a subtle way someone could do that it's like it's the
0: subtle it's you know, it's similar when they're kind of if they were making fun of you for like, oh, how much you were drinking or something, or if they, it was a very benign comment. It's very under the surface kind of like, Oh really you're going on another date? Mmm. Are oh, you slept over? It's like these are questions, but there's yeah. a, there's a little that's there's a little un- yeah, She's a not excited for you. She's not like, no. Oh my god, you went on another date, how was it? Yeah. Oh, went on another date. Interesting. Or like, Oh, you slept over at his.
1: Okay. And then you've got the more obvious, oh, is that what you're wearing? I think I was just going to wear jeans, Mm. but, like, you obviously wear whatever you want, but, like... yeah, no. Some people have to try (laughs) hard. Some people have to show off their bodies, that's fine. I will cry. (laughs) And, like, it's so, so insidious. Yes, definitely. But then again, it's this dilemma, because on the one hand, I'm like, as a woman it is so important to me i know so viscerally i know how painful and awful that is so fuck anyone who with that knowledge Mm. then goes and does it or is mean but then i'm like oh i understand why you feel the need to because it's you know as we were saying that need for like reassurance sometimes it's a lot easier and it seems like a lot a a much better option to just scramble your way to the top by clambering on top of everyone else yeah but it's obviously not
0: (laughs) How do you think that shame, that slut-shaming manifests within a personal sphere, as in like the way we slut-shame
1: ourselves versus the way that we slut-shame other people? Hmm. I see what you're trying to prompt me to say here. That, that was a well-worded <laughs> question. Yeah. No, no, no. I was, I've been saying, I haven't really expanded on it because I was saving it for this conversation.
0: I was trying to get that out of you. It, <laughs>
1: The question was about how you slut shame yourself, maybe, versus how you would approach others. And ever since moving to uni, I've just been in a situation where, like, I'm talking to men in a way that I never did before, purely because, you know, I'm an adult now, I'm living independently, Um, I'm starting afresh. So everyone that's meeting me is not meeting 11-year-old Charlotte, who grew up into 17-year-old Charlotte. Mm -hmm. They're meeting who I am at this moment in time, someone I'm very happy with, you know. Um, And I've been getting a bit of male attention, I've just been like, you know just trying things out because i'm an adult <laughs> that <sounds laughs> that's a terrible way of phrasing it and that was not what i meant that was no, not no, what i meant no, at but, all. Like, but you know what i mean so you're getting you're are you saying you're getting
0: more male attention than yeah. you ever have before yeah do you think the reason you weren't getting male attention
1: in the setting we in before is because people knew you as 11 year old charlotte partially okay i also think because it was just not really much of a culture in our old like environment and the pool was quite narrow and mm-hmm. like you're just not compatible with some people and that's fine yeah but, but um, so let's
0: say your uni yeah new new male experiences yeah yeah, yeah.
1: um that's one Sorry, way that's <laughs> a terrible way of phrasing know it how, you know that's all mean, right you know I, what I, what mean, I know what I mean. you mean and i feel like I mean. a complete slut mm. i feel like a i feel like a whore like are you th- no <laughs> like if, if you were to define what would make a girl a slut it isn't me right but I feel, like, such a start And I've been, because I've had, a, like, I've been telling my friends a few stories that have involved guys that I've met. And, like, every time I've, I'm always prefacing it with, like, I promise I'm not a start. Like, I, I'm such a girl's girl. Like, oh. I, I, men aren't everything to me. Like, you guys are so much more important. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I feel like I'm betraying a hypocrite. I feel like I'm betraying my truest self. Your feminism. I think, I feel like I'm betraying my feminism. And I think the reason I feel like that is because... Maybe as a coping mechanism, this might be relatable for anyone else is in a new environment and they're getting attention they weren't used to before. Mm-hmm. I feel like because it wasn't, like, something I experienced all that much, like, don't get me wrong, it's from time to time, but it wasn't, like, a big thing for me. Definitely not multiple people at once. Like... All right, all right. Mm-hmm. That's not what... That's not what I mean. <laughs> but, um you kind of become, you're like, oh, I don't need it anyway. Like, yes. Almost as a defensive thing, yes, you develop yes, a really absolutely. I love fierce this. sense of independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, almost unshakable, like, I am completely unpenetrable, that's not a pun that's not a pun i say that because i wrote a poem recently about like having. i was talking about moths again i was like how i'm not impenetrable and how it scares me so wonderfully that was what was in my head when i said that but it's just getting to the point where i'm almost feeling the need to step back because i'm i feel so overwhelmed right about like being desired
0: yeah (laughs) i think it's really interesting because as people who may... Or I'm, I'm, this isn't just us, I'm, I'm speaking to the listener as well. If you grew up as someone who didn't receive a overwhelming amount of male attention, like you said, you create this kind of wall, you put up this defence, I don't need it, I don't need it, I don't need it. When you suddenly start receiving it, mm. it's a very jarring experience and we start to resist being desired. Yeah. One, I think, out of the fear of the expectations that come with being desired Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when we enter situations where we start to feel that oh god someone might like me in this uh, in a particular way or someone might value me in a particular way we feel a kind of dread at the actions we might have to take in order to meet their expectations Mm -hmm. and i think we have to be able to remove the expectation from the desire because someone can just desire you and that doesn't have to come with an expectation
1: yeah
0: and secondly I think there's also an element of I don't deserve this because I haven't had it for so long I've convinced myself one first of all I don't need it yeah two second of all I don't deserve it Mm. there's been no evidence that I should have this kind of attention why am I getting it now yeah I'm doing something different something slutty something whorish something I've changed about myself that I wasn't doing before that's why I feel like a slut
1: yeah
0: and these things are Fallacies—they are false and they are not true. But it is kind of the the psyche of it. It's what we convince ourselves into because it's the kind of survival state you put yourself into when you don't get that kind of attention. Yeah, I honestly
1: feel like you're reading my mind.
0: That's no, but it's not because also when you have those feelings, you feel like you're the only person feeling them. You're like, fuck, like I'm such a whore, I'm mm-hmm. such a slut, I'm such an anti-feminist. Look at me. And I also think as feminists, it is such a jarring and. Betraying feeling to to start like thinking about that to start thinking
1: about boys. I hate the fact that fifty percent of my conversations and like last month are about men. It's really really frustrating and it's so
0: anti what we believe that it feels it feels so wrong to Mm. to do that because also like whenever I had those kind of experiences. I'm so, so conscious when I go into it. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be all consuming. Like, this, this isn't every single conversation. I don't even want to talk about it actually, like, Because it feels so like, yeah. I don't want to be that person no. who only talks about the people you're interested in at that mm-hmm. time. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It does not make you an anti-feminist to care about the experiences you're having in your life yeah. or to talk about them. Because that is how we get through things anyway. I don't know about you. I. I do know about you. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, the listener. But like, <laughs> the way I process things is by talking about it like even if yeah. I'm not thinking about it I just need to talk about it at least five times and then I'll get over it I'm not even thinking about it but let me talk about it yeah and so when the situation then involves a boy it feels very anti-feminist and very anti core to then just talk about that the whole time because you're like mm-hmm. fuck what am I doing this is not me but that is not what it is it's not you're now a whore you're now a slut it's just this is what's happening in your life yeah and what it just feels weird because that's not something that you've experienced before
1: Yeah, definitely. I also feel like I'm forgetting that I have autonomy in these decisions Mm -hmm. because as you were saying earlier, he desires me, therefore X, Y, Z will happen. Yeah. And I literally am only just starting to actually properly remember or clock that my feelings are the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you saw him in a crowd, would you pick him out? Right, yeah. No. Full stop. Yeah. (laughs) End of sentence.
0: And it's okay for people... To have that attraction to you. And also for you... You can be attracted to them as well. Mm. It doesn't have to mean anything. Yeah. And I find that I i still haven't gotten over that personally. Of yeah. the like... When someone desires me, the feeling of fear. Mm. It's not even fear, but it is just like this anxiety over expectations. Yes,
1: I don't know what I'm meant to do with that information. That's what I keep I saying to all my friends. I don't want that information. Yeah.
0: I don't want it. I don't want to know. Like... I am so much happier being kind of in um, ignorance of whether someone likes me or not because I don't want to have to deal with the expectations that come with it. But ultimately, there shouldn't be any expectations and there aren't any. So it's just working your way through that.
1: I know. It's been a bit of a headache, <laughs> mm. which I was, It sounds like such a humble brag, because honestly, me six months ago, would have been like, well, that's a nice problem to have. Mm-hmm, like, yeah, great. But what do I actually get from it? Like people are telling me things. And I was like, I know you're so intelligent. You're so pretty. I know. Mm. Like I've known that yeah also, why, why? <laughs> so, so why, I feel like this is becoming a therapy session so I will just loop it back to like the girl's girl thing because I think the area that has been actually bugging me the most like is it even making me emotional to think about it and I don't know why but it's like obviously I've met all these amazing new female friends that I'm so lucky to have met from my uni and my course and stuff um but I'm because it's still kind of early days like first impressions are long gone now but like you know it's it's early. They're still getting to know me. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to just be like, "Oh, Charlotte is that girl."
0: Right? Because in
1: my head, I'm like, "I'm not. You don't understand. Yeah, I'm really what not." What is that girl? And what's wrong with her? Even if I was that girl, that's okay. That's completely... and I would tell anyone, any of my friends that turned around and told me this. There's no expectation and there's no shame. Remove the shame. Yeah. But that's what I feel in abundance at the moment. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not living a slut life, like I literally. But let's say you Point were. Point blank, I'm not. Let's say you were. Yeah. And what? I would. I would be so supportive of my friends doing that.
0: Of course you would, because you but know I just that... cannot
1: apply it to myself.
0: I really wonder why. <laughs> I know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that from like a wow, I wonder why you can't. No, no. I'm, I'm from a larger perspective. Why is it that we can't apply the principles we apply to our friends to ourselves? Mm. And we do this for everything and anything. When we see our friends in bad relationships, we go, "Oh my god." what i I would never i'd never get out of that get out of that as soon as one one we're in one ourselves suddenly the rules don't apply or Mm. friends are treating you bad friends are treating your friends badly it's so easy to stand up for your friends it's so much harder to stand up for yourself yeah and like you said you have autonomy in all of these things anyway so it ultimately like it's down to you
1: yeah yeah it's a lot to think about but like in a way I'm grateful I'm having these revelations now kind of early absolutely. on and I've got a great support network so like and nothing's wrong no, it's just but... like it's just a lot to think about isn't it absolutely and also feeling shame is wrong as well like it's not like, something doesn't have to be tangibly wrong to feel wrong yeah okay. that's okay as well thank you <laughs> if I link this back to the whole girl's girl thing how does a girl's girl support you emotionally in the best way like does she let things slide does she call mm. it out like what what what's her role well, I think it's really interesting because, first of all, what is she calling out, you know? Yeah. And second
0: of all, it's the way she calls out. Mm-hmm. Now, should you have done something that is call-outable? I'm not going to yeah. start picking up random hypotheticals now, but let's say you do. Um, I feel a girl's girl would kind of pull your side, maybe in private, mm-hmm. maybe like, oh, listen, like, let's just have a, let, da, da, da. I didn't feel like this was the best move, whatever. But a not-girl's girl in other words, a quote-unquote pick-me-girl might mm-hmm. go, oh my god, I can't have you done that in front of all your whole friendship group, all the yeah. guys, all the other girls that maybe she wants to be friends with as well. Yeah. The, she'll drag you down in
1: front of them. Maybe it's prioritising her reaction to a situation over yours, right. whereas a girl's girl would do the opposite.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But how do you draw the line between being a girl's girl and being a rug? Yeah, well, that that's a very apt way of putting it. I think girl's girl's maintain friendships on the assumption that it's mutual like i i don't know if we've said this but i feel like being a girl's girl implies that you're friends with other girls girls too mm-hmm. so you have this community this female community and that doesn't work if someone's taking advantage of it i think at that right. point you are more than authorized to be like this is an unequal friendship dynamic 100 percent, a, and a proper proper girl's girl would advocate for herself in the same way yeah. hopefully theoretically
0: I think also what I discovered coming to uni was that like I've been super blessed and super lucky to have such <laughs> girls girls around me yeah like I think and and you know making new friends at uni I've kind of you know you learn about their kind of friendship dynamics at home and and what they kind of had coming into before uni yeah and like a lot of the people I know and have met did not have this strong of, like, female friendships mm. and female communities. And I was also, I was always very grateful for my guy friendships that, like, I knew people did not have as much. Mm. But
1: the strength of my girl friendships has just become even more obvious to me. Definitely. And I think, you know, when you can see a new relationship, like, blossoming before your eyes, it's mm. the most exciting thing it ever. gorgeous. And it's like, i have never been in a romantic relationship but oh my god starting uni i have a couple of girls in my it actually gives me shivers to think about this there's a girl i walked in on my first day and i saw her and i was like you are going to be my friend you are so cool and we're hoping to live together next year yeah like it's been so cool to watch that all like unfold in real time and just to like and it's because so obviously quick, no so one's ever going to be as friendly to you in your life as so they are on Freshers Week.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Well, I had some I had some unfriendly Freshers experiences. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, I think it was day one. Day one, I'd moved in. No one else had moved into my flat yet. So mm. you know, like Freshers, you're supposed to kind of
1: go and knock on the doors or leave them open. Right, go in the kitchen.
0: Be with your flatmates. I had no one in my flat, so I was like, do you know what? I'll go out round my accommodation and I'll just I'll see the people I met earlier in the day. And I met this girl, and she was like oh, like, I'm literally in the flat opposite you, like, it's perfect, you know, we can go out, we can, I was like, oh, amazing, so first night, obviously, everyone kind of goes out on the first night, and I knocked on that door opposite me, and I was like, oh, hey, like, there's this priest, whatever it was, something I was like, do you want to come go together, we can go, she was like, no, thank you, door closed in my face, I, I, like, I do telling oh, you. bloody hell, this That's is nice. what it's gonna be like, no, <laughs> yeah. thank you, door closed, and do you know what, respect for the boundary, but second of all, that was, I hurt my feelings. I hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, no, just uh anyway, that was definitely a nice <laughs> that. nice voice. There was that de- you definitely could have been like, Oh, I'm really tired, like I'm not going out tonight, sorry, but and then door close, but no thank you, door close. Um and I had a couple of other um ruder experiences. But yeah, fresh is just intense, get to know everyone, one oh one, baseline, <laughs> go, 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 go.
1: Yeah, it is, but like at the same time, it, it was kind of nice because there were so many people and everyone was just so up for things. Like, yeah, it is, yeah. Like I like having friends that up for things as much as I'm a bit scared to be spontaneous. That doesn't mean I'm not up for things. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just everyone was like, yeah, let's do it. I I really enjoyed the complete like. I liked the spontaneity. Like, yeah, we met two hours ago. Let's go out. Yeah, come, yeah. Come to my kitchen. I'll show you my room. Yeah, like it's yeah, just yeah. it's cute. It is and, so wholesome. I have like little groups of girls and I there's one in particular from my music course and we all just you know got forced to do this choir thing so like we all hung out there because obviously we wanted people to talk to you Mm -hmm. um but now we still meet up all the time and we like go for lunches and it's just such a supportive environment and I have so many other groups like that and the girls I live with are complete angels um and it's just I just feel so blessed so Maybe this is the way I combat those feelings of being a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. The way I'm talking about these girls, I've got a smile on my face. Yeah. Like I'm happy. Um, there's no there's no way on earth I value men more than that. But also you have... But having... it's not a crime to want male attention, yeah, is it? Yeah, and
0: also I just want to say like having... A, I'm going to say appreciation for men is such a bad way to put it. <laughs> having okay sorry allocating more attention to men in your life does not have to detract from the women in your life true it's not like a it's not there isn't like a scale of i can only give this much and you take you know what i mean like, it's not like a proportion thing absolutely yeah. and i also just want to say that it is not an anti-feminist move to be upset over boys yeah even trivial things yeah it does not make you a bad feminist or a bad woman to feel
1: upset or to think a lot about boys. Or can I add. Because this is something I've been really grappling with. It does not make you a bad feminist. To knowingly flirt with boys. And yeah. know what you're doing.
0: Why Why do you think you feel bad for flirting with boys? Because surely that's like. Do you not feel a bit of kind of like feminine power.
1: From being able to. Sometimes. But then also like. Do you feel shameful for flirting with boys? I feel like I should be less. I feel like I should be more of a passive... And I should be more passive in the exchange. I shouldn't be the one initiating it. I should just be the one accepting the attention. See, I don't Even think, if I... Uh, I don't think
0: that's an anti-feminist shame. I think that's just women shame.
1: Yeah. I don't even I think, think that's I think that's not like, even like dating specific. I think that's no, just... that's just... The whole passivity of women yeah. thing.
0: You feel shame that you're not being passive enough. Like... Yeah, basically. That's not anti-feminist shame. That's, that's full on... Witch trials Shame, shame. (laughs) Yeah. It is a shame how the shame (laughs) bleeds into
1: all aspects of our lives. No, but like how are we gonna get rid of that? I think it is you do have to just break it down for yourself and tell yourself almost in like affirmation style, like Mm -hmm. it's not anti feminist, it's not wrong, it's not gross to want whatever you want or you know, there are more important things about you than your affinity to men. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I think also having friends that will like you if you just feel if you if your friends make you feel judged like it's over like what are you gonna do like at least i've had people constantly around me if i've ever voiced anything along these lines being like no wrong we know that's not who you are yeah and it's like okay thanks guys (laughs) nice to hear even if it was who you were so what i still love i i I know i still love my whole friends i do (laughs) like i still love my slots power to you like know what you want and get it as like, long as it's within your consent capacity yeah the only, your oyster? the only time i will be judgmental is not the word but concerned yeah. is when there's some sort of power dynamic or something is not right yeah and then if i voice concerns it's from a place of love do you yeah. know what i mean And I that's also you. what a girl's girl would do word, word. <laughs> we're going in girl's girl circles but no you... but this is
0: this is it this, this is, is it. this is it you get me i get you guys it's
1: been a pleasure it's been a pleasure having you here thank you for listening to my therapy session no with no
0: listen <laughs> listen this is everyone's therapy session oh honestly. and i love unpacking shame with you i'll
1: do it all day and every day thank you ditto i'll let you <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast and you've there's anything that you think oh i'd like to hear them talk about that message mm, us we're very yes. open to it our instagram is called u.get.me.pod. oh <laughs> Um,
0: it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: almost worse than the last one yeah well it's in our description that with the rest of our points of contact social media. so please do get in touch i think and you can also leave q a's on
0: spotify now
1: you can so leave us a message in the box you just do it now in fact go just for, on your phone just, just go
0: for it right now send
1: us unless you're you, driving don't do that no send us your favorite emoji if you don't oh, know what to say okay okay i'm living this influencer lifestyle yeah, you
0: actually are a content creator.
1: yeah okay. okay thank you so much guys, guys we, we will see, see you when we see you, see you. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very wholesome <almost> today. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like, no, I like, I know, I know, no. no, no.